Welcome back, everyone. Y'all know what it is now. It is Never Die, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome, Cole. Welcome, listener. It is episode two tonight. That's right. Thank you, Cole. I am your host, Kip. That's with a K-I-P. And I'm joined by my co-host, Cole with a C-O-L-E. That's right. I remember. And we are ready to talk about some Cobra Kai. So how are you doing tonight, Cole? Pretty good. Are you Karate Kip? Is that what we... Karate Kip? Yeah. Hi, Karate Kip. How about some Cobra Cole? You like that? There we go. That works. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, there it is, folks. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Man, I'm excited as always. This is one of my favorite nights of the week. I get to hang out with my best friend and talk about Cobra Kai, man. And Are you excited, Cole? Yes. Me too. So let's get into it, you guys. Do we have any Cobra business? Actually, we do have a little bit of Cobra business, y'all. Don't forget, the email, y'all, is neverdiespodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. You know, who did you like? You like Johnny? You like Daniel? Whose side are you on, you guys? Because we're going to talk about it tonight. We also have a little bit of a correction when I was talking about the Ace Degenerate and all that stuff, Cole, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually said that he switched it from X Degenerate to Ace Degenerate, but that was the other way around. He wanted to be an X Degenerate. Johnny, yes. who are you kidding? You're still the Ace Degenerate. No, X Degenerate, man. That's right. I had that wrong because he wanted to be good, right? That's the whole thing. Yeah. Didn't uh, one of the one of his friends said he's an ace degenerate, right? He's like he said he's his response is ex degenerate. Ex degenerate, yeah, yes. Yeah. Just wanted to clear that up, you guys. That's right. And so we kind of missed a little Easter egg, you guys. And I love this show, and I want to get all of them. So in the first episode, y'all, we saw Johnny's red car. Do you remember that? The, the Firebird. Yeah, Pontiac. Yep. So he, yep. So he also drove a red car in Karate Kid One. He did. It was a convertible. Like, yeah, you can't, it was like, yeah. Yeah, and that was like at the golf and stuff. It was like a 60s, 60s car, I think. I'm not sure what. It was probably his parents' car. Was, but yeah, yeah. so it was, it was kind of cool that they brought back a red car for him. Just wanted to grab that one, too. Now, Cole, I sent you a little challenge, okay, earlier this week. We're going we're gonna to have a little fun here, folks. So this is the Cobra Kai Challenge. And I challenged Cole, y'all, because what is actually going on? I challenged him. I said, Cole, if you could explain the show of Cobra Kai in two sentences, what would you say? And that's a tough one, man. Did, did you complete the challenge there, Cole? I think so. All right, because I did too. And uh, uh, Well... The show is really uh, just a big series of uh, misunderstandings and <laughs> misfortunate events. And also, the second sentence would be, uh, do not judge a book by its cover. Things are not always as they seem. Ooh, I like that. That's a big part of the show. Yeah. You're right, Cole. You're right. So I think you would make your sale there if you were trying to explain the show to me. Okay, so I actually did a serious... I was having fun with it, you guys. I did a serious answer and a funny answer. So the serious answer to explain Cobra Kai show in less than two sentences would be... 
childhood karate rivals from an iconic 80s movie trilogy continue the struggle when their opposing philosophies clash as adults. Oh, yeah. The conflict <laughs> threatens to spin out of control as the pair begin to train local teenagers to fight on either side of the karate war. What do you think about that? Sounds a bit ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous, right? That's the premise of this yeah. show. Okay, here's the funny answer for two sentences, y'all. Here's the funny for the Cobra Kai challenge also. First sentence would be, Two grown men use kids to settle their differences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the second sentence would be, and a mystery incident happens at Applebee's. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's something going on there, folks. All right. That was just a little fun. Yes, yeah, Sid mentioned that. was just a little fun. First episode. That's right. Okay. That was just a little fun, you guys. That's the end of the Cobra business. And let's get into it, you guys. You know what we have to do first. And that is the recap, cap, cap, cap of episode one. Let's do the recap real quick, if y'all remember. So, yeah, it was the start of the season, and we got to see Johnny's life after Karate Kid won. And he lived alone as a handyman. And he met Miguel, y'all remember? And he was living under the shadow of Daniel and, like, his failure. He was really feeling yeah, every, it. Everywhere he looked, he just saw Daniel's face. That's exactly right. And he lost his job, and he beat up those kids that were jumping Miguel. As you guys remember, he assaulted some miners. Yes, <laughs> as you do. He, uh, his stepdad Sid, bought him out of his life, so things were kind of crashing around him. And he had that Iron Eagle night when he was went drunk driving everywhere, and ended up at the All Valley. If you remember, don't drink and drive. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. we don't endorse that here, you guys. <laughs> we don't endorse that driving around thinking about your old karate times and everything. And his car got wrecked by Sam's friends. You know, and Sam was in the car. Right. Uh, Yaz and Moon. Yes, that's right, Cole. Sam is Daniel's daughter. It's all intertwined. So Johnny's car got towed to the LaRusso Auto, and they met up there when Johnny went to go get his car. And they talked a little bit, and y'all, and the rivalry was, like, still on. You could yeah. feel it, right, Cole? Yeah, it was still on. They were talking about Ali, like, immediately and the fight. And said, hey, it's a good idea that Cobra Kai is gone. But that kind of sent Johnny over the edge, you know. He, he said, the LaRussos keep messing with me and my car and everything. And so he dropped the bonsai on the ground. And he got that money from Sid. And he decided to reopen the Cobra Kai dojo. You know, right at the end, y'all. And he started to train Miguel. Because Miguel was getting picked on. And that's where we left it, you guys. That is where we left it. So, But that was the last episode. And tonight is the second episode, y'all. So this is episode two. And it is titled Strike First, you guys. And Cole, why do you think they titled this episode Strike First? Well, it's the very first tenet of Cobra Kai. First, first lesson of, of you know, John Kreese's Cobra Kai. That's right. And that's where we're going to start it. And we're going to learn about Strike First, y'all. And I agree with you there, Cole. So, 
That's where we started, y'all. We had the opening scene, and we got a beautiful shot of the valley, y'all. And it was a clear blue morning. And the song, remember, was playing with Ain't That a Kick in the Head by Dean Martin, y'all. Classy stuff. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? We got that montage of Daniel's morning, and we got to see his side of things. It's completely different from Johnny, right, Cole? It is. It seems like both of these guys have just basically switched positions in life. I agree. Yep, 100%. The the roles are reversed here, kind of. Exactly. The roles are reversed, yes. Yep, and so when Johnny woke up, he was all by himself and stuff. But when Daniel wakes up, he's in a super nice house, y'all. He's in a beautiful bed next to a beautiful wife. And he gets up. He's real happy. He's got professional clothes to put on, a tie and everything. And this is the montage, right? He's making breakfast for his kids, and they're looking all happy. And he had a nice espresso before leaving for work. And he, he owns that dealership. And while he's there, like he gets along with his workers. It's like a perfect life. Giving out bonsai trees to the customers. So Daniel is played by, of course, Ralph Macchio. And he does a great job still. I'm so glad that we got to have him back. Yeah. And his wife is played by Courtney Hengeller. And she's a great wife, too. She works at the dealership, too. And she likes it there, right? They're all working together. But Cole, on the way home, Daniel stopped at a stoplight. He looked to the left. And what did he see? The Cobra Kai Dojo. That's right. He, he saw it, and he had, like, a, a PTSD flashback almost, right? right? Like, flashback to, like, the getting run off the cliff, I think. And he's thinking about the tournament. Yep, it, it showed the, all the scenes when they were bullying him. Cobra Kai was bullying him, and they, and, they were, and they jumped him a few times, the bike, and all the times they injured him at the tournaments, too. They injured him at the first tournament and second one. So, yep, I got to say, with like, just like you said, Johnny and Daniel's role is being reversed like that, Cole. I mean, and the fact that Cobra Kai is back, ain't that a kick in the head? All right. Yeah, yeah, I love that song. It was perfect. It's exactly um, what it was for Johnny. <laughs> and yeah, it's a could be a reference from whenever Daniel kicked Johnny and Karate Kid one. Oh, right you know in the it. Head. You know it is. <laughs> That's how this show does. That's right, man. So what a great opening scene, man. Do you have anything to say about that opening scene? Uh, no, it's just um, yeah. So far, what we're seeing is yeah, total total role reversal there. Johnny went from being the, the rich, you know, privileged kid to being a working class guy. And Daniel went from, you know, working class household to being a rich guy that owns a car dealership. So let's see how this pans out. Well said there, Cole. I think you wrapped it up very nicely there. So I think that'll allow us to go ahead and move on to the next scene, you guys. And we are at the Cobra Kai Dojo. And we finally get to see Johnny and Miguel training together, right? He's the only student. And they're in there. So before we talk about them, I'd like to talk about the Cobra Kai dojo itself and like how it looks real quick. 
because it does change. Okay. It's it like a, almost like an organic dojo. Like it changes over time with things and whatever happens and stuff. So right now, it's kind of like the original Cobra Kai, right? It's got white walls with some red, black paint, you know? And the tenants of the Cobra Kai were stenciled on the wall there. And, but Johnny's trophies were piled in a corner, and we had an American flag on the wall. It's like very Spartan, very 80s. Yeah. It's just cool to keep an eye on it, I think. I've seen the show a few times, and yeah, the dojo changes over time. So yes, Johnny and Miguel, they're in there, and they're staring at each other. You remember what Miguel started to say? He said he was going to ask if he was going to get some karate pajamas, too. (laughs) (laughs) Quiet! And then Johnny hit him with his first... Quiet! Which you nail it, dude. You got it. So yes, he tells Miguel to speak only when spoken to and that he needs to call him sensei, not sir. It's a very big thing in karate. And yeah, he asks him if he's ready to begin the training. And Miguel said, yep. And Johnny just like immediately grabbed him and flipped him over on the ground. <laughs> and that was the first lesson. That was strike first. Yep. So, so that, the strike first philosophy. What does... Strike first mean to you, Cole? It means not to wait for uh, opportunities to come to you. Take, you know, take the first, make the first move. Be aggressive and, you know, be someone who takes action. Don't, don't wait for things to come to you. If you want something, go for it first. Go for it now before somebody else make swoop in and take whatever you want from you. Not, yeah, it doesn't apply only to fighting, but also to life. Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. It goes to both of those. So that's a good distinction, Cole. I think it's good that you brought that up because, yes, it is a fighting philosophy, but it's also a life philosophy. In fighting, you wouldn't wait for the enemy to attack. You would make them react to you, and like you would try to be in control of that karate match, set the tempo of the fight. And, yeah, in life, like you said, take those opportunities. Be the first one there. You know, really go for it when it comes to yeah you can't you can't wait things for to fall in your lap you gotta you gotta go out and get it yourself you know you gotta make the first move that's exactly right with girls and business opportunities all that stuff so yeah strike first it's a good philosophy and it was also the password to my wi-fi at my house for a while you guys before i moved in with my girlfriend <laughs> just let gonna, y'all know gonna hack it gonna hack it yeah hack it up because that's what he makes his dojo password, actually. So, so yeah. Um, do you have anything more to say about Strike First? I don't think so. What about you? What do you? What does it mean to you? Yeah, just like I was saying, it's the fight philosophy of like being in control of the match, and right, yeah, set, right, setting right. the tempo. But then, yeah, also in life, you want to go for those business opportunities, and you, you know, when it comes to yeah, you got it, your relationships, yeah, all that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and try to hack that, man. Good luck. So, yes. <laughs> he began to pace around Miguel, Johnny did, and he was like reciting the Cobra Kai philosophy. And his words were, We do not train to be merciful here. Mercy is for the weak. Here, on the street, in competition, a man confronts you. He is the enemy. An enemy deserves no mercy. What is the problem, Mr. Diaz? This sounds awfully familiar. It totally does. What does it sound like? Sounds like John Kreese speaking to Johnny. 
We do not train to be merciful here. Mercy is for the weak. Here, on the street, in competition, a man confronts you, he's the enemy. An enemy deserves no mercy. What is the problem, Mr. Lawrence? That was the exact words. Whenever Miyagi and Daniel went to the Cobra Kai dojo, Kreese was saying these exact words. But instead of saying, what is the problem, Mr. Diaz? He said, what is the problem, Mr. Lawrence? That's when I think uh, Daniel had just stepped into the dojo. Yeah, he was, he was distracted. He was looking at yeah. them. So, but in this case, Johnny is saying, what is the problem, Mr. Diaz? Because Miguel's using his inhaler, right? He just got thrown on the ground. <laughs> yeah. He's using this inhaler. And yeah, Miguel says, yeah, I'm using it because I have asthma. Do you remember what Johnny did? <laughs> he just grabbed it out of his hand and threw it across the room. And uh, he said, uh, there's, there's no place for weakness in this dojo. <laughs> That's right. There is no weakness in this dojo. Yep. So you can leave your asthma, your peanut allergies, and all that other made-up bullshit outside. <laughs> It's like, but that's not, those are not made up. Those aren't fake illnesses. That's right. And that's what Miguel said. But do, I'm going to ask you, man, like, do we ever see or hear about Miguel's asthma for the rest of the series? The answer is no, man. He cured him right there. (laughs) Johnny cured Miguel's asthma. That's it. It's our patron saint, Johnny Lawrence, everyone. He cures, he cures him. So yeah, that's such a funny scene. I love that. And yeah, so as Johnny's talking about the Cobra Kai philosophies and stuff, I just wanted to take a step back and say how cool it is. Because in Karate Kid, we get to learn about the Miyagi-Do philosophy. And here, we just get to learn about the other side of things. And I just think yeah. it's so cool how they do that. They really did a great job, right, Cole? Yeah, yeah I agree. Yes. So cool. And they go, he goes on saying, Strike First is about being aggressive, you know? If you're not aggressive, then you're a pussy, and you don't want to be a <laughs> pussy. You want to have balls. <laughs> as Johnny, as Johnny would, would would speak, yeah, yeah, classic Johnny, right? Classic Johnny. So Miguel pushed back, saying some stuff about his guidance counselor, but Johnny cut him off and said, "You listen to me now." So he's really taking him under his wing. Miguel said, yes, sensei, and Johnny told him to get down do 50 push-ups on your knuckles. Now stop yapping like a little girl and give me 50 push-ups on your knuckles. Uh, okay. And that's from Karate Kid 1. Give me 60 push-ups on your knuckles. Yeah, yeah that's, how they, that's how they do it in Cobra Kai. And yeah, so what, like, what do you think about this, uh, this scene with them? Are you having fun with this so far? Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, you know, he's, uh, he's channeling, uh, he's kind of channeling John Kreese here. In the first episode. So yeah, I'm getting vibes from the first episode. He totally does. I'm glad you picked up on that. Yeah. So Miguel can't even do the push-ups on his knuckles. He's not ready for that. So Johnny told him to just do some sit-ups. And at that moment, a man walked into the dojo. And Johnny, do you remember what he said to him? You know, the inspector. What he said, he's, 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 you're looking to lose that gun and learn how to kick some ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he's he's just the inspector, and so he says, "Are you Mr. Lawrence?" And then Miguel's like, he said, "Call him Sensei." I love that he already really respects him. <laughs> yeah, already. Yeah. Sensei Lawrence. Yep. So the inspector was there, and he said to Johnny that this place needs he need it needs a lot of work, and you got to you know pay for a bunch of more certifications and fix a lot more things up before you can open up. 
So Johnny has that problem on his plate now, unfortunately. Yeah, he's got to do some things to pass an inspection so that he can get the insurance to open the dojo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all know how it is to open a dojo. It's tough. So do you have anything more to say about that scene, Cole? It's good. It's cool seeing... Uh, yeah, I like, I like the fact that Johnny did say almost word for word what, uh, what, what Kreese had said to him in the first movie. That was pretty cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, some great writing. They, yeah, they really do honor to the original. So, yes, in the next scene, y'all, we are at the Encino Oaks Country Club. And that's from Karate Kid 1 as well. Some stuff went down there, y'all. The spaghetti. Y'all remember? Yeah, the spaghetti incident. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we are at the country club. And there's some lounge music going on. Kids are swimming in the pool. There's a magician going on. That's where I'd be. Yeah, it looks boring. There's a bar, food. Ah, yeah, it's classy, <laughs> man. No, it's, cla- it's, it's a country club. I'm good. It's a country club. I think I'm good on the country club life, man. All right. Yeah, you be in the dojo. I'm with you. So, yeah, Daniel's there, and we start to begin to learn that things maybe aren't 100% perfect in his life. You know, We get to learn about the relationships of him and his family now, you guys. I want to set this up for y'all because some important stuff. So Anthony is Daniel's youngest and only son. When he's like, what do you think, 12 or something? Probably, maybe a little younger. Probably around like 10 or, 10 or, 10 or 11, I'd say, bro. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. He's playing the video games on the tablet as the kids do. But, you know, Daniel's having a hard time connecting with him. He asked Anthony if he wants to check out the magician, you know, he wants to play some hoops. He said, you want to get a Coke with me? But he, he's like, it's just playing his video game, right? Yeah, he's just trying to connect or bond with the son a bit. Anthony's not having it. He's like, no, I just want to play games. Yeah, so that's not happening. He seems, like seems kind of like a little spoiled little red a little bit there, you know? A little bit, okay. A little bit. He, after that, he goes over to the outside bar to talk to his wife. That's Amanda. Like I said, she, she's a great actress. She's a great wife. She's, she's real smart. You know, she's like the voice of reason in the show here. And he started to comment on how Ant, you know, Anthony, he's having a hard time connecting with him. And he said, when I was younger, I would have had killed to be at a party like this. And she said, yeah, 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 I heard the story. You know, the best you had was the broken fire hydrant in Newark <laughs> next to Aunt Tessie's. You know where I had to hang out in this summer? On a filthy street in Newark with a broken fire hydrant next to your Aunt Tessie's, yeah. Did you hear her say that? Yeah, and, and you know, that's a callback to the very first, like, one of the, like, the very first scene in the first movie, pretty much. Good catch, Cole. Nice one. That's a deep one. Deep catch. Yep, that's from Karate Kid 1. Daniel's mom said that the old lady out there, you know, the old lady out by the pool when they first moved in kind of reminded her of Aunt Tessie. So they brought that little line back. Hey, Ma, did you tell that old lady with the dog downstairs where you were from? Yeah. Didn't she remind you of Aunt Tessie? Aunt Tessie. More like Uncle Louie, really. Nice catch. I think you're going to get double points for that one. Cole. Yeah, like right, right before he was uh, about to take off to move to California, they were, the kids were outside playing, playing in the, in the water coming out of the fire hydrant. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, yeah, you're right. In Jersey. So I just caught the name, but I think you're right. The beginning, ep- 
scene is them playing in the water in in the fire hydrant. Yeah, yeah, there was. There was a bunch of kids oh, in the fire. Oh, yeah. nice, cool. They're all, they're, all, they're all seeing. They're all seeing Bado, and then they run off after the car as they take off. Wow, dude! Actually, you got me on that one. I thought it was just the name, but yes, they brought the fire hydrant back too, man. Nice catch. Hey, you can even teach this old dog new tricks. What do you know? So yeah, another couple approaches, and they're they're with their daughter Aisha. She's a main character here, y'all. She's played by Nicole Brown, and she does a great job. But they're asking why Sam isn't there, and and they're asking why she didn't go with Aisha to that robot camp physics prep course, kind of. So we're we're learning here that Aisha and Sam used to be best friends growing up, right? But Sam's not there right now. She's She's starting to hang out with the popular crowd in school. But Amanda covers for Sam saying that she's out of town at grandma's. So Aisha and her parents left. And Daniel started to tell Amanda about the Cobra Kai sign that he saw and how it was started by that Johnny guy that he told her about. I'm sure he told her the story. And she said, oh, yeah, that blonde pretty boy. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I don't remember calling him pretty. So that's funny. But yeah, she knows the whole story. So do you have any, anything else to say about the country club scene, Cole? Yeah, it just looks like uh, Daniel's, you know, uh, having a rough time trying to relate to his kids. And it's kind of bugging him. And I guess he's also upset about, you know, seeing that Cobra Kai sign and doesn't want that to uh, start being spread around the school and things like that as well or getting to the kids around the community. So yeah, his wife picked up on it. You wrapped it up well. I agree with you there. So, But in the next scene, y'all, we are at back at the Cobra Kai Dojo. And Miguel was cleaning the mat. Looking good. Make sure you get both sides. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Um, I think uh, it seems to me like this kind of a jab, jab almost at Mr. Miyagi. You know, like the way he was training Daniel. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. It is from Karate Kid 1 when Daniel was pinning the fence. Well finished. Looks pretty good, huh? Mm. Both sides? Not yet. So yeah, Miguel said, do you want me to clean both sides? And Johnny's answer was... And after you're done with that, you can take care of these exposed wires. Gonna be a lot of work. <laughs> so right, Miguel's phone started ringing, and Johnny was like, "What is that terrible noise?" <laughs> he couldn't. It, it's like the new music. Yeah. <laughs> it was Miguel's ringtones, and it was Miguel's mom checking up on him. Carmen, she's checking up on him, and we find out that Miguel is lying to his mom about the karate. Yeah. He's saying that he's in the debate club, and he also mentions that. His mom does not like violence. Okay, so he's he's here. He's not supposed to be here. And we start to learn a little bit more about Miguel and his family because Johnny asks about his dad. You know, he's like, well, what about your dad? I'm sure he didn't want your ass being kicked up and down Receda Boulevard. <laughs> remember what Miguel said to that and everything? Yeah, he said, you know, he never, never really knew his dad. Right. And you can kind of see it. In Johnny's eyes, you know, like it's starting to like, you know, potentially be, you know, Johnny might become like a father figure for Miguel because 
you know, he doesn't have a father there and stuff. But, you know, Johnny don't like that music, so he told Miguel to change his ringtone. He said, get some Guns N' Roses or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Miguel said, you know, what's that? And Johnny said, hey, I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear that. <laughs> so that's a really <laughs> funny line. So in the next scene, y'all, we are at the LaRusso household, and there's, a, there's an illegal pool party going on, Cole. And Sam's throwing it. But it's Yaz's idea, if you think, if, if you listen. And there's lots of high schoolers there. And you can, you can kind of tell that this is Sam trying to fit in with the popular crowd. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah, that happened, y'all. So Sam is Daniel's daughter, only daughter, and she's played by Mary Mauser. I think she does a great job, y'all. And she's a online and in the discussion groups and everything. She is a controversial character, you guys. So a lot of people either love her or hate her. I tend to like her, y'all. So we'll see what happens, y'all. We'll keep an eye on her. Kyler has his eyes on her. But Daniel and Amanda, they came home early, right? They came home early, and that sucks. Party over. So Daniel turned off the music, kicked everybody out, and they were all wearing his bathing suits, right, Cole? Yeah, yeah. They all had his bathing suits on. That is right. So that sucks when the party gets canceled right, like that, right? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So, yeah, and we're going to cut to the kitchen where Amanda – was talking to Daniel because Daniel yelled at Sam a little bit, you know, she was saying that he was too hard on her, but he doesn't like her new friends. He says, it's, it's not like Sam. She's changing. She used to be kind of like a potentially like a nerdy geeky type character, you know, smart. She's smart with the robot campus up, but she's changing now. This is all the stuff that happened before the show started. So what do you think about that Cole? Yeah, he's a, I guess he's upset seeing, you know, seeing her want to fit in with a popular crowd, I guess, you know, these privileged looking kids, I guess, you know, he's like, he doesn't think that's her. And then, you know, Amanda's like, well, you know, uh, you know, she doesn't want to be, she want to be a nerd. She wants to know, she wants to be, she wants to be one of the, cool, like one of the popular kids. Yep. Y'all it's that high school drama and we are going to get into it, you guys. And we're going to also talk about, Daniel and Sam's relationship a lot. That's a big part of this show. So yeah, you you summed it up nicely there. But also to cap things off, you guys, we had uh, Brooks come out of the bathroom. Not everyone's kicked out just yet. And he had a, he had a line for us, Cole. What did he have to say? Skinny dips and bong ribs. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, hey, aren't you that guy from that commercial? <laughs> Yeah, he's the that's the line of the show, right? And yeah. he does recognize Daniel from the commercials. That's right. That's so funny, man. So there's one in every group. Skinny dips and bong ribs for life. <laughs> for life. So later that night, you guys, though, Daniel's picking up after the party, and we had the dojo music going on. It's a, it really is a beautiful show, you guys, definitely, with the music. I love the music. We're going to talk about the music a lot. 
So he's putting up the party stuff into the house. They have a house dojo there, you guys. They use it for storage now. And that's kind of a sad image in itself. Yeah, it's like a it's like a pool house, but I guess he had used it as a dojo at one point. But no longer. Yeah. That's right. So while Daniel's in there putting things up, he if you notice on the table behind him was his two trophies. That's from the movies. Yep. But both of the movies there, y'all. And we had some pictures of Mr. Miyagi there. And one was like the news clipping of when they won the tournament, you know, Miyagi-Do defangs. It was so cool. That's all from the movies. Doing honor to the movies, you guys. Very cool. So, yeah, Daniel's talking to the picture, and he said he wishes that Mr. Miyagi was here right now. You know, he still misses him. Yeah, he wishes he he could get some of that Miyagi wisdom, he said. And, you know, we all love Mr. Miyagi. It's true. It's a big part of the show, and they do a great job with his stuff. And he picked up a picture of when he and Sam used to practice karate together. And we got a flashback of them training together when they used to use it as a dojo. She had broken a board, and she was like, yeah, I'm going to kick their butts. (laughs) But Daniel got down, you know, and he reminded her the, it's the first rule of Miyagi-Do. Do you remember the first rule? Karate is first. Uh, self-defense only. Hey, for bonus points, what is the second rule? Uh... It's all right. <laughs> it was first, it was like, it, it was remember the first rule. It just takes you back to the oh, first yeah, one. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. That's right. Well, that's it. That's right. That is the big deal. That's so awesome. I should have known that. Hey, that's okay, man. You're doing great. I think you're doing great. You picked up on a lot of stuff, so there's a lot of stuff to pick up on. Don't worry. So, yep. Oh, yeah, just real quick. Let me back up and say that, yes, the first rule of Miyagi-Do is, like you said, karate is for defense only. Yep. And that is in direct conflict of the Cobra Kai philosophy. Yes, it is. They are diametrically opposed in, in a philosophical stance. So that is a big part of the show, too, you guys. You got karate for defense only on one side and strike first on the other side. So that is a big deal. Daniel got down, and he's talking to young Sam. She's young here, and he was telling her that karate... He said, yep, karate is for defense only, and that karate is here. And he, like, pointed to her head, and he said, karate is here. And he pointed at her heart. He said, but never here. And he, like, pointed at her stomach. I'll always remember our first lesson, you. This is for self-defense only. True karate is here. It's here, but never here. My tummy? Yeah, something like that. Get over here, you. That's from Karate Kid 1. Miyagi told that to Daniel. Right. Karate here. Karate here. Karate never here. What do you think that means, Cole? Uh, I think, you know, it's kind of in conflict with most, most people say. They, a lot of people say, you know, trust your gut instinct when it comes to things right right well i think daniel's saying when it comes to karate you can't always just 
trust your gut because you don't want to make a rash decision without thinking about what's going to, you know, be the consequence of that. So he's saying to make sure you you think first and you you think with your with your use good judgment with your heart also before you make any sort of attack or you you know use before you use karate. Don't uh, just have a gut reaction. I think is what he's trying to say there. That's exactly right, Cole. Yep, you're gonna think with your head. You're gonna think with your heart, but you're never gonna go with your like emotions. I think that's also emotions down. Like keep your emotions under control. Don't go with that first instinct and everything. Yes, you gotta really think about what you're doing. So that's great, man. I think you nailed it there. And yep, back in the present day, Daniel smiled, and you know he's thinking about Sam. So do you have anything else to say about that scene? No, it just looks like uh, like we're kind of what we were talking about earlier with Daniel was at the uh, country club. He's just kind of upset about the way things are going with his kids, and uh, he's he's kind of wishing he could uh, go back to the way things were previously. That's right, Sam. Sam and Daniel's relationship. We're going to learn more about it right now, y'all, because in the next scene we are in Sam's bedroom. Okay, it's our first time in here, and. She's video chatting with Yaz and Moon, her friends. And Moon looks super stoned. It was funny. <laughs> because Yaz wrecked her car when she hit Johnny. She's like needing a ride for school, right? That's what they're talking about. And yeah. Sam, Sam said that she'll take her. And at that moment, though, you guys, Daniel came in to her room, knocked on the door, and he came in to apologize, you know, about being hard on Sam and the party. Yeah, I think she actually ended up apologizing to him first for for doing it without asking. And then he uh, acknowledged that he was maybe a little too too harsh. Yes, that's exactly right. She stopped him and said that, she, yep, she should not have done that. She should ask for permission. So, yeah, this is Sam being a little mature here. Yeah, she should not have thrown the party. You know, that's, that's what you do in high school and stuff. But, yeah, she's owning up to it, and she's saying that, won't do it again. This is a good move for Sam, right? So, point for Sam there. Yeah, she's a she's a good kid. She's a good kid, yeah. And yeah, so their relationship's getting a little better. They start to talk. He sat on the bed and asked her. He said, "Yeah, you can have people over, but just tell the guys to bring their own swim trunks this time." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he began to ask her about the guys a little bit, you know, father daughter thing. And he said, you know. So what about these guys? Is is there anybody I need to worry about? He said. Yeah. Uh, so, but Sam, you know, they're she's open. She told him about Kyler. Said that they're kind of texting and stuff. And Daniel told her to invite Kyler over for dinner, the Friday family dinner, because he wants to get to know him and stuff. So, Sam says not to worry though. You know, she can handle herself. She's Jersey tough. <laughs> and they got a fist bump. What do you think about that scene, Cole, and their relationship? You can tell that Daniel and, and Sam uh, are—they're close. They have a good, you know, father-daughter relationship going on there. And I, I think Daniel was kind of uh, afraid of, of losing that, which is why he's been kind of upset. And he also feels like, you know, Anthony's in there too. He's—he feels like he can't really connect with his son, which is why he's kind of, you know, upset earlier as well. But I think he—he, he, you know, he wants to maintain that closeness or that bond with sam and looks like they still have it you know he's just afraid of losing it totally yep cole you you again wrapped it up very nicely there you're nailing it and yeah he daniel is a good 
person as well, and he wants to connect with his family and stuff. So that's a big part of the show, y'all. Family drama, high school drama. And that high school drama brings us to the next scene, you guys. And, and, it, two, are, and two grown men drama sending back to things that happened in high school. Oh, that's exact. <laughs> History repeats itself, folks. History repeats itself. So, yes. And we are in the next scene, y'all. And we are at the high school cafeteria. And it is the first day of school. And that's a big thing, isn't it, Cole? It is. Especially, especially if you're a new kid. And Miguel is a new kid. That's right. So, Man, I've been in that position before, dude. Exactly. So Miguel is trying to find his table. And, you know, let's talk about it real quick. High school tables and, like, who you sit with. Like, it's a whole thing, right, Cole? It is. It is. I know, like, when I was in school anyway, there might be people you sit with at lunch that you don't even talk to any other time of the day or, like, even hang out with. But you always eat lunch with the same people. I don't know if that's how, if that's how it was for you. And it's each a person, whole and, thing. and each, each, each table is kind of like its own kind of cl- group. It kind of quick, you know, they all kind of sit together, you know, everybody kind of sits together. But yeah, you know, you always sit the same people no matter what, usually. Right. It's a whole thing. The tables are different. Like you said, like there's a, there's a jock table, right? Yeah, with the there there's, there's a nerd table. There's the all, cool All the different cliques kind of have their own tables. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I just had to ask Cole, where did, what, where did you sit? That man, I did. I, so like when I was uh, in high school, uh, right in the middle of my high, like right in the middle of my high school, like I, uh, I was a sophomore and, and that summer between sophomore and junior year, my family, my parents decided to move from one, you know, one part of the state to another. Basically, that's tough. That's a tough so, time to move. So, uh, yeah, right, right in the middle. You know, I don't know why they kind of waited two more years, but whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've been in that position, man. I've been the new kid at school on the first day and not knowing anybody, dude, except for a handful. Of, I knew a couple of kids from like the local church that we were going to at the time, you know, because I've met them, you know, a little bit during that summer before school started. Totally. So. I sat with those dorks the the first the first <laughs> first, day, first day of school. I sat with them, right? They were nice kids, you know. And they excited they, sure. they invited me to come sit with them, so I sat with them, and sure. then uh, you know, I slowly kind of found people that are more clo- more that were more into the things I'm into, you know. And, and I, I ended up bonding with that group and sitting with them, you know. And we, we, oh, we yeah. were we were called the freak table, and I sat at the freak table like you know, the entire time I was there. All that matters is that you become badass, right? Right. I got to be honest. I started at the D and D table. Yeah, like were, were you a new kid too? Were you ever yeah. a new kid also? Or not in high school, right? Yeah. But you no, know, I did end up. I know what it's like when you're a freshman, and yep, ended up and started yeah. at the D and D table. But I ended up as a roamer, man. I was all over the place. Dang the D and D table. That's like the the nerdiest, the nerdiest, mm-hmm. the nerds right I was there, there, man. That's yeah, where I got my start. No offense to anyone who plays D&D, by the way. I play D&D currently. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's fun, y'all. And So back to the show, y'all. Miguel is trying to find his table. It's his first day. He's a new kid. He's trying to find his table. So looks, for, looks at one table, looks at another. Somebody blocks him off. But then he spots my boys. 
We got to find Dimitri and Eli, and that's the Binary Brothers, right, Cole? Oh, dear God. Yep, it's those guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, folks. I just drank my second cup of coffee just to let y'all know. That's what we're doing tonight. And what are your thoughts on the Binary Brothers, Cole? Couple of nerds. I think you nailed it. Couple of nerds. There we have. <laughs> we got to. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> uh, that's it, folks. All right, we'll see y'all next time. We nailed it. Just a couple of nerds, dude. <laughs> a couple of nerds, right? So we have Dimitri, right? He's a skinny, dorky-looking kid, and he's yeah. played by Gianni Desenzo. He does a great job. Easy, in my opinion, he's the most annoying kid on the show. Oh, uh, he's he even tell he even says it himself. He's good for a couple of laughs. <laughs> he said he's yeah. He even says it himself at one point. So Eli is also there. He's the quiet and meek kid with the weird sweater on. You know, he's played by Jacob Bertrand. I kind of like that sweater he was wearing. Yeah, right. It looked pretty comfortable. Yeah. But he oh man the the transformation this kid's gonna go through, folks. Hold on to your hold on to your seat. This is gonna yeah, be he's... awesome. Kind of got, you know, you can tell he's got a little something going on with his lip there, and he's a little self-conscious about it. You can see that. That's right. Probably been bullied a little bit. So at that moment, though, some, you know, some hot girls walk by, right? And Miguel was looking at them. Dimitri said, hey, you know, don't torture yourself. You know, don't even try it. And so that's a rich girls, man. Don't even bother Yeah, because, because Miguel ended up sitting down at the table with them. I forgot to say. And they were like, they were like, yeah, it's so busy right now. But no, yeah, what did he say? What did he say to Miguel when he sat down? He's like, you just uh, signed away your chance of ever not becoming being a you know a virgin until you until until college or something like that. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, they know that they're losers, and yeah. So Miguel said, "Hey, let's go talk to those girls, right?" Said, "You ever talk to them?" Dimitri said, "Yeah, we talk all the time. We hang out after school and give each other hand jobs." <laughs> Dimitri, he yeah, reminds he's, me of like a young. Aware. Oh yeah, totally. He uh, he reminds me of like a young Steve Bashimi almost the way that he is. Like with his, he's got kind of <laughs> yeah, a foul he's really mouth. Sar- he's sarcastic, yeah. Yeah, and he's got kind of a foul mouth, a little bit, really funny. So he says, "Yeah," and Eli's the homecoming king too. <laughs> and Eli smiled. So yeah, they know that they're losers. At the popular table, Yaz was looking at them, and. Eli noticed, and he said, yeah, they're probably making fun of me. And they were. And, and Miguel, yeah. So Miguel said, hey, just because they're hot doesn't mean that they're mean. And we cut to Yaz, and she's <laughs> immediately talking trash about Eli's yep. lip. Yep. Sweater. So she's making fun of him. She's, so she's a bully, y'all. We, there's female bullies, too. So she's a mean girl. She's a mean girl. That's exactly right. All the, all, the girl, all the girls know about mean girls. That's a whole thing, too. So... But we cut to the table, right? And as Yaz had just said that about Eli, and Sam said, kind of laughed a little bit, said, that is so wrong. And we're going to get into that high school drama here, folks. So I got to say, I, I wish Sam would have pushed back on that a little bit more, okay? That- if Sam really knows Dimitri, you know? So, but yeah, she at least she did say, you know, she did acknowledge it was wrong at least. Yes. She did acknowledge it was wrong. I have it written down that it's a, it was like a half bad, okay? She yeah. she she could have done more there. She should I I was a little bit disappointed by her, but that's, you know, you're 
she's trying to get in with the popular crowd, right? So that's a thing. Right. Unfor- unfortunately. And so continuing on, Yaz then spotted Aisha. And she, you know, that's Sam's friend. She yeah, her, her, fun former, of her. her former best friend, I guess. Yeah. Former best friend. And she started making fun of her too. She called her Fuglisha. And she commented on her weight too. Okay. So, yeah, mean girl, just like you said, Cole, you're exactly right. And as Yaz was saying that, Aisha and Sam, they kind of met eyes and they smiled at each other a little bit. But, but Sam didn't say anything to Yaz on that one, dude. No, she and, that's didn't. A, and that's a full bad for that Sam. One that one is. Was, I agree yeah, with that. She needed to say something there. She needed to say something there more. I believe so. So yeah. So Sam used to be best friends with Aisha and they probably used to sit together even so, but they're not sitting together anymore because Sam is sitting with the popular kids, y'all. This is the teen drama. So back at the binary brothers table, Demetri was saying he was saying, yeah, he's attracted to those girls. He was saying some stuff and Miguel responded with, well, if you never try, you're never going to know. And do you remember what Dimitri said there? I think he's just in the online lines of uh, if 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 I don't try, that I'll never have to uh, uh, face defeat either. You know, yeah, yeah. No rejection, right? I'm gonna keep my score at, at not losing, right? So he wants yeah. to keep that. But Miguel does meet eyes with Sam, and remembering Johnny's words, strike first. Miguel begins to walk over to talk to her, and we kind of hear a little bit of their song, and it's so cool that there's. You know, the music nails it here. Uh, they have a little song going on. Dimitri asked, like, what are you doing? And Miguel said, I'm striking first. I love that. <laughs> he says, he says, oh shit. <laughs> yep. Hope we don't get hit by the shrapnel. He knows. He he knows, right? He knows. Gosh, he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And but Miguel got intercepted by Kyler, y'all. That's his bully. Uh, Kyler. Kyler and Co. And he sat down, he put his arm around Sam, and he kind of just waved at Miguel because Miguel was like standing there. That smile and wave he did to, to Miguel was hilarious. They should make a gif out of that if there isn't one. Oh, isn't it so perfect? It's yeah. so perfect. He's like, yeah. yeah, the look and the little wave, yeah. He nails God, it. I hate, ugh, I hate Kyler, man. I hate him. Some, I hate him. Hey, it's, it's some great acting to make you feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyler put his arm around Sam and yeah, waved at Miguel that wave, that funny wave. And as Miguel walked back, Brooks out. Brooks called out, "See you later, Rhea." Oh, they're still calling that, yeah. And yeah, Dimitri asked, "So how did it go?" <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. So, do you have anything to say about that scene? What do you think about that? Well, you know, it's it's cool to see that Miguel is already uh, taking the teachings that Johnny has has uh, taught him to heart. He's already. Deciding, okay, I do need to try to strike first. And he went for it, you know? I got to give him props for trying. And yeah, nerd kids are funny. And it's cool that, you know, they accepted him also. He's a new kid, you know? 
Yeah, I thought that, that, that was. I really liked seeing uh, Miguel trying to strike first. I agree with you, Cole. Yeah, it's so cool to see how he immediately took to the philosophy of Cobra Kai and tried to implement it, implement it in his life. And yeah, go for that girl, yeah. go for that opportunity. It didn't work out for him this time, unfortunately, but he did get two friends in the process. You know, he is sitting at the the loser table, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay, man. Binary Brothers are cool, y'all. Trust me. So, In the next scene, we are back at the Cobra Kai Dojo, and Johnny is teaching Miguel how to punch. He's teaching him the snake bite. Okay, That's a, the punch of Cobra Kai, and it's, it has two parts, the lunge and the bite. Very, very cool how we get to see the Cobra Kai side of things. Uh, you know, Miguel's having a hard time punching. He's not punching very well, right? He's doing what he's doing. Thumbs are kind of sticking out, and he's like, "Yeah, he's just like kind of, he's not twisting his, you know, his wrist when he punches. He's just kind of like going straight at it with the thumb up." Yeah, one hundred percent. Not, not, not much force, not much force behind it. Yeah, he needs to work on it. So, yeah. But at that moment, so like the uh, Johnny's phone rang, his landline, and he went to go answer it as Miguel's still punching with his thumbs up, and it was a principal from a school, you guys. And it's about Johnny's son, Robbie, okay? It's the principal from his school, and the first thing Johnny says to her is, he says, shouldn't you be calling his mom? And I thought that was interesting, because yeah. it just seems like he doesn't want anything to do with Robbie at all. He just doesn't want to even... Did you pick up on that? Yeah, yeah. Like he's, Robbie doesn't live with him. He, I guess he feels like that Robbie's maybe not his responsibility. I'm glad you picked up on that, Cole. It's a big deal. He, it felt like to me he just didn't want anything to do with his son, unfortunately, and that's a big deal. We're going to follow that, you guys. Yet here he is teaching another kid karate. Yeah, man. What is it? It, makes you, it makes you feel a little, yeah, it makes you, makes you think a little bit. It makes you think a little bit because we love Johnny, you guys. Everybody yeah. loves Johnny. But he is not perfect, y'all, and he, and he has a long way to go. All right, so the principal called. Uh, the principal said that, yeah, the mom is not answering, okay? And she's, but she needs to talk to him because Robbie was caught at the school with Molly. Do you remember what Johnny said to that? Yeah, is that some chick he's hooking up with? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. So, <laughs> yeah, so he, he's in trouble at school, and yet Robbie is Johnny's only son, and he was the kid on in the soccer picture on the fridge yeah yep sid mentioned him as well i believe sid mentioned him as well yeah. said he hasn't talked to him in a while good good point there cole and we're gonna start talking about robbie a little bit you guys and i'm sorry i you know i really like robbie and we are going to talk about him a lot you guys so strap in robbie is played by tanner buchanan and he nails it and he he's a kid from the 90s isn't he cole he looks like a kid from the nineties. He, he's a he's a kid from the two thousands, I guess. Of the twenty, uh -huh. well, not even the two thousands. He's from the twenty teens. Yeah, he looks like a kid straight out of the nineties. Straight out of the nineties with like medium, medium length hair, and he's got like a tough looking metal shirt, and he's like a skater type kid, wearing all black almost. So, Johnny asks, "Yeah," he said, "Is that some ch some chick he's hooking up with?" And the principal said, "Nope, it's it's an illegal drug." So. She put Robbie on the phone, and yeah, Johnny began to yell at him. 
he said, you know, what do you want to do? Are you going to throw your life down the toilet? And Robbie answered. He said, oh, yeah, you're going to talk. You're a pathetic loser. Dang. So that is their relationship, you guys. Yeah, he says, like, don't try to be a dad now. You're too late. Do you remember what Johnny said to that? Kind of a trick question, man, because he went silent. He didn't say anything after that because it right. got him. It got him. I think Johnny might think of himself as a loser sometimes. He might. So that got him. Yep, and he does, he does not want to be a loser. That's a big part of Cobra Kai teaching. So big part of the show, y'all. Their relationship is not good. Robbie handed the phone straight back to the principal, and then she was like, I guess I'm going to just keep trying the mom. <laughs> yeah. Man, all right. That's a, that's a big deal. Do you have anything else to say about Robbie or anything like that? No, we can just tell that he seems to be a troubled kid and does not have a relationship with his father at all. Or the mom, too. She wasn't picking yeah. up either. Yeah, or, yeah, or the mom. Interesting stuff. So, yeah, Johnny hung up the phone, and he looked at Miguel, who was, like, still barely punching the dummy. And Johnny went over there to help him. He said, you're doing it wrong. Do you want <laughs> all the kids at school? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> he didn't, he, yeah, so see, didn't he ask him if uh, so you don't want them to think you're a wingless dork, do you? <laughs> wingless dork? <laughs> yeah, totally 80s, man. Johnny, that is funny. Johnny told Miguel, he said, hey, picture your enemy here and punch him in the face. And do you remember what Miguel pictured? Yeah, he thought of Kyler. Yeah, it was that little wave. Yeah, that little, little smiling wave. wave. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a gift, man. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. And that struck a nerve with... Miguel kind of, you know, that resonated with him, and he began to punch hard and start using some strength. And you could tell that he was really starting to, to punch with anger. And I was just going to take a step back and notice that Johnny is helping Miguel channel his anger. That's a big deal of what he's doing right now. And Miguel is an angry fighter, folks. When he is fighting the best, he, he's fighting with anger. And, and that could be the anger of, of Kyler. That could be the anger of you know, being, sitting at the loser table or not having a dad. But he is channeling his anger. And what do you think about that scene, Cole? I think uh, it, can, it, it can be good and bad. You don't want to fight angry. Because if you do, you don't focus. But you can channel some of that anger into the fighting, which you know, maybe may cause you to want to be more aggressive. So it could be good and bad. Good or bad. (laughs) Well said there, Cole. And yeah, I do see the gif you sent me of Kyler. Yeah, I found it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one, man. Super funny. That's going to be a thing now. So, But you are right about (laughs) making me laugh there. (laughs) Yeah, you're right about the the anger. It could be good or bad. We're going to see what happens there, folks. So in the next scene, though, you guys, we are in the LaRusso kitchen, and it's that Friday family dinner. Daniel's serving up some really nice-looking sushi, and he's explaining how to cut it and stuff, and he was talking about the blade that he had there, and he said he got it from his trip to Okinawa. Yeah, it's his first trip, yep, which would be the second movie, yeah. In the second movie, Karate Kid 2, that's right. And he's serving up the famous LaRusso Ponzo Tori. Looks so good. Cole, you like sushi? 
I'm not a big fan, to be honest. Uh, you got to give it a try. It melts in your mouth. Oh, you it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan, man. You Would you rather have fish sticks? Come like Kyler to get over there fish sticks. All right, because that's what Kyler says. He says, you got any fish sticks? <laughs> yes. It seems like you like fish sticks. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I do. I do. You got any fish sticks? <laughs> that's so funny. Right. And so Amanda and Sam leave to go find him fish sticks because that's what he wants. And this left Daniel and Kyler alone at the table together. Awkward. A little bit awkward, you know, because this is that, you know, that conversation. And they small talk a bit, but then Daniel notices that Kyler had a black eye, right? He said, yeah. he said what, what, what happened to your eye? <laughs> so tell me about that shiner you got there. And he asked him about it, but Kyler said he got it from wrestling practice, okay? Yeah, because he is a wrestler. Right, he's on the wrestling team. But then Daniel followed that up with, Is that how you hurt your hand, too? Pulling a Miyagi on him. Does that sound familiar, Cole? Yeah, that's Mr. Miyagi right there. What happened to I? Same exact thing. What happened to I? Yeah. What happened to I? Oh, I fell off my bike. <laughs> it's the exact same, y'all. It's such great writing. How do you, how do you hurt? He's like, then he asked me, how did you hurt your hand falling off your bike? Also? Yeah, how'd you hurt your hand? Top of your hand. Yeah, the, how'd you hurt your knuckles? Yeah. Okay, no hurt the hand. Mm, the writing here, folks, is so great, you guys. It really is a, I mean, if you didn't watch the movies, you wouldn't pick up on that. And it would just be a regular conversation. But this is such a fan service to the people like you and me who are really into Karate Kid. Yeah, so many callbacks to the original movies. So many callbacks, and it, we love it. So that is great. You nailed it, Cole. Extra points. Yeah, and if you've, wa- if you've watched the movies, and you pick them up instantly. But it's also great for anybody who hasn't seen the movies. I mean, I'd, of course, go back and watch the movies. But, you know, if you, if you have seen them, then, yeah, you'll definitely you'll get every reference almost. Yeah. Great fan service. And, man, I really appreciate it. My props to the writers. You can tell they love the show, too. So, yep, that is from Karate Kid 1. But after some more digging, y'all, back at the table, Kyler revealed that it was actually him and his friends that got, they got jumped by some homeless-looking guy, he says. In a mini mart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people thought he was homeless. And but then Daniel said, What mini mall? Because he saw that Cobra Kai sign earlier, right? Yep. Wow. Starting to make the connection. What do you have anything else to say about that scene, Cole? Kyler. Yeah, I mean I, I yeah, I love the fact that uh he, you know, he pulled a Mr. Miyagi there. He's the same deal in the first movie where uh, Mr. Mel, he was questioning Daniel about the same thing, pretty much. So yeah, I enjoyed seeing that. Funny also that he just assumed that Kyler would like sushi. Kyler, Kyler's like, nah, I don't even like it. <laughs> Give uh, me some fish sticks. <laughs> yeah, that the Kyler na- character nails it. He does a good job of making you yeah. like, not like him and stuff. So that's he's funny that's, too, though, man. He is oh, funny. Yeah. yeah, I do like him. I like him in a way, <laughs> yeah, in his way. <laughs> he's a good villain you know he's a good like antagonist for sure you know totally yeah. totally and that's and that takes some good acting so my props out to you there you really nailed it uh made me mad when you didn't want the sushi you gotta eat that sushi man <laughs> <laughs> you know it looked it, it actually did look pretty good i would try i would try some of daniel's sushi even though i'm not a big fan i would try totally but in the next scene though you guys i think this is the last scene here it's late night we are at the cobra kai dojo and Johnny was filling out some paperwork in the office, probably that stuff from the inspector. 
and Miguel was cleaning the windows kind of in a circular motion, you know, <laughs> and he, you know, if you remember, he asked Johnny, he said, is, Hey, sensei, is there any particular way that I should be doing this? Hey, sensei, is there any particular way you want me to wash his windows? Do you remember what Johnny said? He's like, didn't he tell me it doesn't matter? Like, nah, not, it doesn't matter. He said, nah, I don't give a shit. Whatever's easiest. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't give a shit. And that is a direct reverse of the wax on, wax off exactly, guy. Yeah, exactly, Everybody exactly. knows that. Like, there's so much meaning to the cleaning of the waxing on and waxing off, but Johnny doesn't give a shit. He says whatever is easiest. Just I just it. love that. Just clean it. He actually one-upped it. He said, go clean the toilet now. You know, do yep. it on your hands and knees. You know, he's kind of messing with him now. He's <laughs> smiling. Yeah, he's kind of, he's like hazing, he's kind of hazing him a little bit, you know, I guess. You know, oh, yeah. To, you know, do, put some work in, yeah. Totally, totally. And they're building the dojo together. It's so cool. Teach him discipline. But whatever's easiest. <laughs> <laughs> At that moment, though, you guys, the door chime rang, and it's Daniel. Daniel walks in. Daniel LaRusso oh my walks gosh. in. Daniel LaRusso's in the Cobra Kai Dojo? In the Cobra Kai Dojo. Daniel LaRusso's in the Cobra Kai Dojo. And, yep, Johnny walked out of the office, and, and they saw each other. So Daniel began to ask him about the kids that Johnny beat up. You know, in, in the parking lot out there, he just beat him like right outside the door. And but Johnny responded with, "Hey, he he didn't you know beat up some kids." He said, "I kicked the shit out of some assholes who deserved it because they were beating up on some kid." Yeah, and he was like, ah, "Who are you to who are you to call someone an asshole?" Yeah, he said exactly because he was the bully. Daniel said, "He's just here to say to stay away from his daughter's friends." And then Johnny responded, yeah, that's some nice company she keeps. Her friends are beating up on some kid. Yep. And he also told Daniel, he said, you might not know your daughter as well as you think you do. He, and then he said, get your house in order, LaRusso. Damn. Surprised Daniel didn't want to, surprised Daniel didn't want to hit him like right then. Isn't that so cool? And he, and he just called him LaRusso. That's what he called yep. him in the movies. That's what he called him in the movies. Called him by his last name, yeah. <laughs> yep, and so they started to step together a little bit closer, and they were standing on the mat with Johnny on the left, and we had Daniel on the right. It was kind of like the fight, you know, in the All Valley. They were in the same positions. They could, like, almost fight there on the mat. You know, they're standing there. But then Miguel came out, and, and Daniel saw that Johnny has had a student. And he told Miguel, Daniel said, hey, don't believe anything that Johnny says. Don't believe him. That's crazy. Yep. So you'll end up just like him if you do. Mm-hmm. And after that, though, Daniel started to walk away. Johnny was like, hey, I'm right here, man. So this, this rivalry is, is boiling, dude. Yeah, it's he's, definitely he's still on. Challenging the fight right there. He's like, let's go. Challenge them, dude. And like these are grown adults, dude, back from this old karate rival when they were teenagers. <laughs> you know, it's funny, you step back and look at it, but when you're in it, it's fun. So Yep. Daniel just decided to leave. Kind of pushed him away like that with his hand and said, you know, yeah, he forget it. To, trying to be the bigger person, I guess. Yeah. Started to walk away, said forget it. He got in his car. He turned his car on, 
and the, he turned his headlights on, if you remember. And like Johnny had walked to the door, and they made eye contact. Right, they were staring at each other. Yep. And we and we got to see that Johnny smirk. Yep. Because the rivalry is back on, you guys, one hundred percent. It is back on with the Cobra Kai dojo being open with a student. And yep, that rivalry is back on. And in cue the music, cut to black, end of episode. And what did you think about that scene, Cole? Uh, it's, it's on, man. You know, like Daniel's, he even said himself, he said, I'm not going to let, you know, this, I'll be back. I'm not going to let this stand. So Daniel's, uh, he's, he's going to be committed to taking this dojo down. I like Johnny's yeah, little smile at the end there. <laughs> yeah, because he smirked like that in the movies. Yeah, yep. He still got that smirk, too. That grin, yep. <laughs> yeah, he thrives, he thrives on the rivalry. So, yep. It is back on, folks. And Cole, what did you think about that whole episode, my man? It's a... Uh... It's a role, like we said saying earlier, it's a role reversal, man. It's cool to see uh, these guys are where their lives are at now, as to, as compared to where they were when they were kids, you know. And uh, I I enjoyed every single like callback to the old original movies. That's always great, you know. The the whole deal with Miyagi, you know, the calling out Daniel for having a black eye, and Daniel didn't send to Kyler. That was cool. <laughs> the whole deal with Johnny speaking to Miguel, saying the exact same words that Chris said to him. It's great. I love. That's why I love this show because of things like that. Yeah, it, it's it, it it's a little ridiculous to see two old high school rivals, you know, still <laughs> still going at it. Uh-huh. But um, I love it, man. And uh, yeah, it, that's why. Uh, like I said in the first episode, I was a little skeptical watching this series at first, and uh, now that I, you know, by this time, you know, after I've seen this second episode, I'm like, okay, I'm sold. I'm definitely sold now. I want to see where this keeps going. We will see where it keeps going. Oh, you know it. You know it. And yeah, Cole, I agree with you. Those were kind of my favorite parts too. Like, just like you said, the Miyagi callback with Kyler and yeah, the tenants of Cobra Kai, same exact words coming out of Johnny's mouth. So great. I loved how we got the rivalry back on. And like you said, it is ridiculous to grown men still using this karate rivalry thing, but that's what we want, Cole. That's exactly what we it want. And it gives it to us. So, yep. Did you have any favorite lines or moments, like specific lines? Yeah. Skinny dips and bong rips, man. That's my favorite course. line. Of course. It's got to uh, be. In fact, that's going to be my motto in life. Oh, it's got to be, folks. Skinny dips. So that's my motto of the, of, the, of the summer. Skinny dips and bong rips. <laughs> For life. For life. And yeah, Cole, I think you wrapped it up pretty nicely there. So do you have, do you have anything else to say about that episode? No, I, I think the one of the main, like you were talking about earlier, you know, how would you sum up this series? It's definitely about maintaining balance. You know, that's the whole thing is about. And we're, already, we're starting to see that now already in the second episode. And that's great, man. I love it. Oh yes, so we know the we know the philosophies, folks. It's strike first versus karate is for defense only, and those things just don't mesh. Okay, and that's what's going on, folks. So yes, tell me what you think. 
Do you like karate for defense only? Do you think strike first is the right way, you guys? Let us know whose side are you on in this karate war. Because don't forget, we have an email, y'all, and that is neverdiespodcast at gmail.com. And we are so excited to have you guys along for the way because it is already great and it just keeps getting better from here, Cole, doesn't it? It does. It totally does. And it gives us what we want because we are Karate Kid fans all the way. And yes, it was perfect. So here we go, folks. Cole, do you like this show? Are we, are we going to go all the way with this one? I think we are. I think we are, folks. So, y'all, we're going to end the episode here, but we're going to see you next time because just like Cole said, we are going to go all the way. And why are we going all the way, Cole? Because Cobra Kai never dies. Never dies. That's right, folks. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks for being here, listener. Thanks for being here, Cole. Thanks. Thank you for being here. All right. Bye, guys. See you next time. Can you get some bong rips?